0: Hey there, welcome to Just Austin's podcast with one is Isuwa. It's been quite a while since uh, you guys heard from me, but I came with the good news that Just Austin's podcast is officially back and we're going to be kicking off with a new series. So I'm going to be introducing the series today and the topic we're going to be looking at is dealing with sexuality struggles or dealing with sexual struggles. Yeah, and this concerns us as believers or as Christians because even as we've given our lives to Christ, even as we're having progressive work and intimacy with God, we are definitely going to be faced with diverse temptations and a major temptation that Christians are challenged with or faced with is in regards sexuality, it's in regards um, sexual desires or sexual struggles, and that's it. Stands right now. Evidently, the world is going mad. The world is going really, really crazy. If you look at western parts of the world and look at um, Europe, you would see an agenda, gay agenda happening that even churches are not uh, succumbing to this madness, this gay agenda. You know, they use the rainbow sign saying that God is love, that love is God, you know. So they use love in a perverted form. They use sexuality, they use gender in a perverted form. So all of these things, whether you like it or not, they are temptations in a modern day christianity or in our christian lives and my prayers goes for the christians who are in those regions of the world because i feel it's going to result in lots of you know arguments lots of ideologies you know where woke christianity has indeed woken up yes it has so where christians want to stand right for god's original Designed for sexuality, male and female, and sex in marriage, these people would definitely want to counter it, and it's happening already. A lot of Christians have been arrested for going out to preach to these people who identify themselves as gay and you know, in this kind of gender ideologies of having different genders, like binary, and all of that. So Though I will not be speaking too much on that, I'll be speaking on what really concerns us personally in our Christian work. It's in regards our weaknesses when it comes to sexuality, when it comes to our sexual desires, especially as single people. Usually as Christians who are not married, we are tempted sexually sometimes. And for Christians who do not really have an understanding of what sexual struggle is some may mistake sexual struggle as lost. it could be that you do not have lust but you're having sexual struggles it could be that you are not having um, lost food desires but you are struggling sexually because single people can be honey single people can you know feel this kind of intense sexual urge and want to engage in sexual activities Even for those in relationships, so how do we deal with it? So um, today I'm giving an introduction. I know these topics, or sorry, this topic, or some of the things I'll be saying here are actually very, very delicate. They are very sensitive words. But if you'd really want to get help, if you really want to, because some of I've worked with lots of young persons, and one of their common cry is sexual struggle, sexuality struggles. you see a guy beginning to have attractions for a fellow guy you see a girl begin to have attractions for a fellow girl these are sexuality struggles or you see someone having issues identifying themselves as male and female so these are some of the things we have to deal with whether we like it or not it can be loud in the europe it can be loud in the western region But how about us, how about our little groups, how about our small groups, how about our fellowships, how about our churches, how about our various units and departments in church those people struggling, what can they do? How can they come out of it? How can they deal with it? This is why this podcast or this series is coming up at this time and the Lord gave me a go ahead to do this. So that is why I'm going to be talking about it. And. Like I said before, being an introduction, I will introduce us to a scripture, Romans chapter 7, verse 14 to 25. I would advise that you go through it yourself. I'm going to be using the message translation and the amplified translation. So this is a story of Apostle Paul. This is a breakdown of what Apostle Paul gave us about the conflict or the war between the spirit and the flesh. Now... We as Christians, once we have been translated into a new life in Christ Jesus, we now live by the Spirit. Our Jesus, uh, Apostle Paul said in Galatians chapter 2, that the life he lives is no longer his life, but Christ Jesus now living in him. So, and if you look at uh, previous verses in chapter 2, we were told by Apostle Paul that for us to really live right, we do not have to act good. We do not have to use our own strength, we do not really have to use our own logic our own reason although it's it's important that we have you know a, a mind conscious of being morally right but sometimes it is difficult to be morally right if god is not helping you so apostle paul said in early verses of chapter 2 that our the lives we live or we being good would uh, would end up in us doing bad things So the thing is, Apostle Paul said that the law brought sin. I think Romans chapter 6. The law brought sin. So you see that the more you want to obey certain rules and regulations, the more you fall short of those rules and regulations. So Apostle Paul is saying God is not someone who gives you so much body or so much law to obey so that you can fall short into sin. He said, even as he has given you these laws, he comes in and takes up your life. For you, Jesus comes in and takes up your life for you to be able to obey what God wants you to obey. That's why the Bible told us in John chapter 14, verse 15, that if you love me, you obey my commandment. Now, it is very difficult to obey God's commandment without the Holy Spirit, it's very difficult to obey God without God. So, it's impossible to live godly without God living through you, without Christ now living through you. So, Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 6 that. We are crucified with Christ Jesus. Our bodies are crucified with Christ Jesus. So we are made alive in the spirit, in Christ Jesus as well. So the way Christ was crucified is the same way our nature, our sin, our fleshly desires died and was crucified with him. So as Christ was made alive, it's the same way we were made alive in Christ Jesus. So I want you to understand that as Christians, because some people will be saying, ah, me that I'm a Christian, how can I be struggling with this? It means that, ah. God cannot forgive me, God knows your weaknesses, God knows your struggles, and that is why He came to make provision for grace. He make he made provision for Christ Jesus, he made provision for the sacrifice of Jesus. And Apostle Paul made us to understand that yes, we can live a sinless life when we live from the spirit, when we allow Christ to live through us, according to Galatians. So to Galatians, so Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 7. Verse 14 to 25, gave us a breakdown of the war between the flesh and the spirit. The fact that you have given your life to Christ doesn't mean that your flesh will not war against you. Even uh, Jesus told us in John chapter, I think 16, it says that since we are in this world, even though we are not of the world, but being in the world will be faced with diverse challenges. So the world lies in wickedness. The Lord, The world lies in darkness. The word lies in lust. The word lies in fleshy desires that are contradictory and that are conflicting to the life of the Spirit in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 8. So, uh, And for those of you who feel like, oh, these struggles are are, are rare in the body of Christ, let me tell you, it's a lie. The body of Christ, Christians are faced with challenges. If Apostle Paul of all apostles, could say in Romans chapter 7, verse 14 to 25, that he found himself doing things that he ought not to do. It means that nobody is above the struggles, but we have the grace of God available for us to overcome. And that is why, I think, is it Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, or 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, where Jesus said, or where Apostle Paul said that God will not... Uh, Allow us face any temptation that is bigger than what we can bear or overcome. So, and bear in mind, according to James chapter four, God does not tempt us. No, it is the devil who tempts us. It is our desires that tempt us. It is what we look out for. It is what we desire. Probably for you, you have you already have a kind of woman. You already have a kind of man that you want to get married to or spend the rest of your life with. They can be fair in complexion. They can be dark in complexion. Ca- you can just have specific qualifications like speck. You can have your speck. So when the devil sees that your speck is not in alignment with God's will, when the devil sees that, oh, you are moved by your emotions or you are moved by what you see, he can come and tempt you sexually in that regard. So you can struggle sexually because of your speck or because of what you desire in a partner. And sometimes the reason why the devil would win or triumph in your mind sexually is because you have not come to submit your sexual desires to God so invariably God can actually give you wholesome sexuality but you must surrender to him so what I'm trying to say in excess is Christians children of God in as much as you are in this world you'll be faced with sexual struggles don't allow anybody tell you otherwise that you that it's impossible that if you are faced with these struggles, then you are far from God, or God hates you, or you are not doing anything right. So they want to make you go into religion, you know, where you have to use your own strength, where you have to use your own ability and capabilities to live without sin. But it's impossible to live without sin by your flesh, no. You need the Holy Spirit. That's what the Bible told us that And the Holy Spirit will quicken our mortal bodies. That same Spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the dead. will be able to quicken your mortal bodies. And we're told that, they to, are told in Romans also to mortify the flesh and its members. So you cannot kill the flesh and its members by the flesh. You need the Holy Spirit to do a thorough walking in you. So by introduction, I want you to recognize firstly that, oh, these struggles, I as a Christian, I can have it. But where it will be wrong is if you do not do anything about it. If you do not strive to walk in purity or strive to allow the Holy Spirit do a thorough work in you. Now let's look at our uh, Bible study for today or look at our text for today. Romans chapter 7 verse 14. Look at it. said. But our anchor scripture is Romans chapter 7, verse 24. Yes. But I start from verse 14. In Amplified Translation, it says, We know that the law is spiritual, but I am a creature of the flesh, worldly, self-reliant, carnal, and unspiritual. This is what the flesh is. Sold into slavery to sin and serving under its control. For I do not understand my own actions. I am baffled and bewildered by them. I do not practice what I want to do. This is Apostle Paul speaking to us in Romans chapter 7, verse 15. He said, but I am doing the very thing I hate. So you may hate sexual struggles. You may hate perverse sexuality. But you still find yourself doing this very thing you hate because of the flesh. He said, I am heeding to my human nature, my worldliness, my sinful capacity. So the flesh makes sin effective in us. So the flesh equals to sinful cap, uh, cap, uh, capability or capacity. Verse 16 says, Now, if I habitually, if it becomes a habit, if it becomes my way of life, to do what I do not want to do, that means I agree with the law, confessing that it is good, morally excellent. So, the reason why God brought certain commandments or certain laws is to tell us that when we commit sins, it means that this law or this rules or these uh, commandments that god has given us they are right that is what apostle paul is saying in chapter 16. look at verse 17 it says so now if that is the case then it is no longer i who do the disobedience thing which i despise but the sin the sinful nature the flesh which lives in me verse 17 says for i know that nothing good lives in me that is in my flesh my human nature my worldliness my sinful capacity For the willingness to do good is present in me. That is, your spirit wants to do what is right. But the doing of good is not. So the doing of good, our sinful nature of the flesh always wants to do wrong. Yes, this is why there is a conflict. Because your spirit wants to obey God. Your spirit wants to have intimacy with God and do what is right. But your flesh is saying no. So this is the conflict. Verse 19 says, for the good that I want to do, I do not do. But I practice the very evil that I want, that I do not want. That is the flesh at work. Verse twenty says, but if I am doing the very thing I do not want to do, I am no longer the one doing it. That is, it is not me that acts, it is not my spirit that acts, but the sin, the flesh, the sinful nature of the flesh that lives in me. Verse 21, says, so I find it to be the law of my inner self, that is my spiritual self, That evil is present in me, the one who wants to do good. For I joyfully delight in the law of God, in my inner self, that is, in my new creature, in my spirit man. But I see a different law and rule of action in the members of my body, in its appetites and desires, waging war against the law of my mind, and subduing me, and making me a prisoner of the law of sin, which is within my members. Look at So, Apostle Paul is saying that it is possible to live without sexual sin or live wholesomely, sexually. But the problem now is because of our desires, because of our appetites, there is now a war against our spirit. So, because of our untamed, ungodly appetites and desires, our flesh has not been made. A prisoner and slave to so sin; it has been subdued by sin. That is what verse twenty-three is telling us. So it's possible that as a Christian, that f- sin is still reigning over your mortal body. That sin is still reigning over your flesh, even when you are telling your spirit, even when your spirit man knows that this thing is wrong, but you still find yourself doing those bad things. It means that your appetites and your desires have subdued you, and it is waging so much war against your spirit and it is really winning against your spirit verse 24 says wretched and miserable man that i am who will rescue me and set me free from this body of death this corrupt mortal existence and verse 25 where our rescue comes from is thanks be to god for my deliverance through Christ Jesus our Lord. So, for you to deal with sexual struggles, you have to come into deliverance through Christ Jesus. So then, on the one hand, as I myself with my mind serve the law of God, but on the other, with my flesh, my human nature, my worthiness, my civil capacity, I serve the law of sin. So, I want you to understand that the law of God here does not mean that it's something very burdensome. No. According to matthew chapter 11 verse 29 or verse 30 thereabout. we are told that the yoke of god is easy and light to bear let's go to that scripture so i think i'll be wrapping up here because this is an introduction i do not want to go more than this okay matthew 11 verse 29 yes it said take my yoke upon you and learn from me following me as my disciple that is obedient submission to god Submit your sexuality to God. He said, For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest, renewer, bless quietness for your souls. So, for my yoke is easy, verse 30 to bear, and my body is light. Now, sexual struggle exists in your soul, it exists in your in your flesh. So your flesh encompasses your soul and your body. While your spirit encompasses your spirit, man that bears witness with the spirit of god now jesus is saying in matthew chapter 11 that every one of us we have yokes we have burdens at some point we have struggles at some points even sexual struggles but he's saying that for you to come out of it as we saw in romans chapter 7 verse 25 that our deliverance is in christ jesus he's saying come unto me you that is heavy from these struggles so as Christians, it may not be popular that Christians come out and say that they have the struggles. But you within yourself, you know you have the struggle. So Christ is saying that your deliverance is that you come to him. Yeah. Matthew 11 verse 29 it says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. So learn from God. Go to God. Say, Lord, submit your, your desires to him. For his yoke is easy and his body is light. So God wants to take away these struggles for you from you and give you a light body. And that is what we saw in Romans chapter 7, verse 25. Our deliverance is in Christ Jesus. So as Christians, this introduction is coming to those who feel like they are the only ones facing these struggles. For those who feel like they are alienated or they are aliens in the body of Christ, that others are not struggling. I came to tell you that it's a lie. People are struggling. Even the tongue-speaking believer is struggling. Even the marathon-praying believer is struggling. It takes the grace of God. It is Jesus who is our deliverer. Even Apostle Paul, who was a mighty man, is telling us here in Romans chapter 7, verse 24. He said, I have tried everything and nothing helps. I am at the end of my rope. This is Apostle Paul, the mighty apostle. He says, Is there no one who can do anything for me? Isn't that the real question? Verse 95 says, the answer, thank God, is that Christ Jesus can and he can do it. He said, he added to set things right in this life of contradictions. Why I want to serve God with all my heart and mind, but I'm pulled by the influence of sin to do something totally different. So Christ has come to give you dominion. So for you who is thinking that you are the only one struggling, I came to tell you that many Christians are struggling. Even that mighty man that you are envying and say, oh, this man is mighty in the spirit, he too can be struggling. Or for that mighty woman of God, she too can be struggling. So your help comes from God. So firstly, this is to help you identify if you have sexual struggles, if you have all of these struggles, or if you have any of these struggles. So if you have, it is time. To fix your gaze on Jesus. Because we'll be going through this journey in about 8 episodes. So there are a lot of things to look out for. Sexual struggles. So I want you to open your heart up. I want you to open your spirit up. To receive from Christ. I want you to fix your gaze on Jesus because he is the only one that can help you I'm only here as a message. I'm only here to deliver the message of Christ to you So if you must receive help, you must be ready to receive Jesus So for those of you who are falling short in sexual sin in sexual struggle I want you to just say this prayer after me say dear Lord Jesus. I know I have fallen short I know I have sinned against you. I know I have struggles, but it's not an excuse. So today I come to you believing that you can save me. I come to you as my personal Lord and Savior. Father, have mercy upon me. Show me your mercy. Help my gaze to be fixed on you. Just as you said you are able to lift my burdens and my yoke from me, Father, these struggles are yokes they are burdens for me please come and take them from me and give me rest give me blessed quietness give me renewal help my sexuality to be submitted to you and that we experience wholesomeness from today and henceforth in the name of jesus amen i really want to encourage as many of you are there who have these struggles please speak, please speak up speak up speak up speak up please speak up, don't be afraid, don't be shy, don't uh, scamper, don't hide, don't uh, crawl back, don't crawl into your shell. Christ is able to help you. Christ wants to help you. No matter what you've been faced, whether you were raped, whether you were a victim of sexual acts or abuse, and it has made you struggle sexually, I want to let you know that Christ can help you christ can deliver you so i'll be seeing you in our next episode i'll be seeing you in this series and i hope and i wait to hear your testimonies god bless you and have an amazing weekend bye guys